0: Welcome to Pound Around, the official Uppercut podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact through the internet. My name is Caitlin, and joining me, as always, is one half of the Curse Mark Ruffalo fan club, one Jessica Cogswell.
1: Hi. Do you guys want to know how much I love this podcast? How much? I could be playing Final Fantasy VII right now. That's true. And I'm here because I love all of you, and I love this show. I'm very dedicated. dedicated. Yeah, I say I'm dedicated. I am a uh an essential worker. Oh, <laughs> shut the fuck up! <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's fuck, that's. I hate you. Anyway, I I love this show. Um, hi everybody.
0: And also joining us, the other equally cursed half. My darling Monty.
2: Hey,
3: it's me. I'm not playing FF7 right now because I bought it digitally. Like an idiot.
4: Uh, you can play it in three hours.
3: Can I? Oh, I can. I'm in California now. That's right.
4: Oh.
1: <laughs> can I say that my darling Monty sounds like some movie from like the 50s or 40s?
2: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> Monty, that's the first title of that, that podcast that I was telling you about.
4: Wait! Oh
2: my God! It also sounds like, a,
1: Wait, oh <laughs> also sounds like
4: what? a Studio Ghibli film. A Studio Ghibli film, yeah, it does, my know.
1: darling Monty. <laughs> uh, oh my! Gosh. And
0: as I'm sure you can hear by now, uh, Uppercuts resident boy Andrew is also e- here.
4: E- e- e. You can't see if I'm doing a peace sign to only Jessica. <laughs> She's the only. I can see it. Me. Yeah,
1: the gang's all here.
4: Well, mostly. Mostly,
1: <laughs> except for Kayla and Chris. Yeah gang's all here
2: um
0: fucking yeet so as as (laughs) they let me live caitlin um, you
1: seemed very taken aback you're just like fucking yeet yeet.
0: no i just like everything is just wild and it's been a minute since we recorded like a formal episode yeah um Mm -hmm. But as Monty and Jess both mentioned, uh, we are at the eve of Final Fantasy VII remake, which does bring us into this uh, episode's topic of we're talking about remakes and remasters and their resurgence in the industry and what the difference is and you know what we look for in them and how we cover them and then later we're gonna talk about how you all want to see that covered and talk about that a little bit so i don't know how are how are we feeling how do we want to start it's a
4: big topic i think topic. we should first like decide on what the difference between remaster and remake is because that's going to kind of inform our discussion
1: i would also like to throw in port too like what's the difference yeah. between like something that's ported mm, okay. remastered yeah. remade yeah yeah
0: i agree okay so so how do we feel team
2: uh well let's start off with port um
3: for me port just means something that's already been made copy and pasted and made into another console that's newer am i wrong
0: that's how i would think of it too yeah see okay
2: this
1: is this is actually why i wanted to throw port in here because like what Is the difference between... Okay, well, actually, I guess I would say that with remasters, the graphics are kind of updated. Yeah. Because, like, with ports, I would say the graphics are not super updated. But the thing is, is, like, when you have all the Final Fantasy ports, the graphics are updated a little
4: bit. It depends. So, for example, like, Final Fantasy IX originally came out on the PS1. They lost pretty much all the art assets to it Mm -hmm. and couldn't redo it. So when the iOS port came out, It was a remake. It was in a way a remake and a remaster because they upscaled everything, Mm. and then from the iOS they ported it to all the other systems.
2: So it's weird to PC
4: to to PS4 to Switch all of them. So that that's kind of a weird case. But most remasters, like my my definition of like port versus remaster, is yeah, if it has upscaled graphics at all, Um, because like PS2 to PS3. Some games just came over, mm-hmm. but some did get HD texture packs and stuff added onto it, so I'd call those remasters.
1: Yeah. So. I guess, like, to me, that's that's the big thing. When I think port, I think just, like, what it was
4: mm-hmm.
1: onto another console. Yep. When I think remaster, I think the content of the game is the exact same, but the graphics have been updated. Like, it mm-hmm. visually looks a little bit different. Yep. Or maybe there's some tweaks to, like, the mechanics of the game. Not, like... Or not mechanics, but just, like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess the mechanics, like, Mm -hmm. but not to where the actual, like, not altering, like, the materia system or something in Final Fantasy VII. Not altering the game's systems, but just kind of a little bit of how they control. Mm -hmm. And then when I think of a remake, I think there is new content in the game.
2: I agree. Yeah,
0: I guess to me, too, remake kind of indicates, like, maybe that, like, not necessarily that there's gonna be new content, but that it's like gonna be rebuilt. Like it's gonna be,
4: yeah. if nothing
0: else, done to like modern sensibilities.
4: So that's kind of my thing is like a remake to me is built from the ground up. Yeah. Uh, so for example, like the Crash and Spyro games, they play the exact same way. They are a like frame to frame remake, but they were built completely from the ground up. Yeah. They I started guess that's with true. original code and rebuilt the game. Um,
1: yeah because there's not any new content no it's just completely updated Yep.
4: it's complete. like it's remade instead of putting a new polish on it or mm. adding like a couple pieces of like like maybe a few extra cutscenes. i would put that in the remaster kind of category a remake to me is remade
1: mm.
4: um completely. no that's
1: fair that's fair so 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 remasters you think they can add new cutscenes and yeah, stuff.
4: Yeah, I think, like, for example, Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition that came to Switch and PS4 and Xbox has stuff that was cut out of the of the Western release mm-hmm. um, and was only released in Japan like a Final Mix X version. That's in the Definitive Edition for Tales of Vesperia. To me, that's still a remaster because they didn't build it from the ground up. They just up it and added that stuff back in.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's like...
3: Putting like getting a board and putting like all the bars on like the textures, I feel like that's what remasters are. Hmm. Um, and I agree with the remains it's just like building it from the ground
2: up.
1: Yeah. I agree, I like this assessment. Yep.
4: All right, so now that we've kind of defined those three. Where do we want to go? Cool.
1: At? Yeah, God, I don't know. (laughs) Now we have to find them. Where do we go? I mean, I guess, like, so I'm the one who threw out this idea, like, a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. whenever we were talking about, like, what do we want to do in April? And I was like, well, Resident Evil 3 is coming out. Final Fantasy is coming out. Uh, There's also something else recently. Persona 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 5. That's what it was. Yeah. And so I was just thinking about all these remakes and remasters and, and, i don't know all of this and just like i think the biggest thing that stood out to me is like is it fair for remakes or remasters or whatever to be in the running for like game of the year and stuff because persona 5 came out got incredible reviews Mm -hmm. final fantasy 7 is out now also incredible reviews resident evil 3 kind of did okay it's like Mm -hmm. middling um but like something like Final Fantasy VII and, some- and Persona Five, like are those gonna be eligible for Game of the Year this year? And like, I think they probably are. But do we think that's good or right or yeah, I don't know. Like, how do you how do you guys feel about that? I got thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. I got thoughts spoiling.
3: Um so tell me about with person <laughs> We think in. I think and I do not. Um so with <laughs> Final Fantasy seven, um I th- I believe it should be eligible to be in like that dock of like game of the year only because it's looks like a completely different game from when it first came out. Like Jess, I've been watching you play it and it looks Nothing like what I was playing God. in the deck. Are you sure, though?
2: It's
3: just, <laughs> just, <Jess. laughs> <Jess>. um, <laughs> it looks completely different, and it has like a whole different vibe to it. Um, I this is me coming from like not really playing the original and just like straight up just playing the remake. Um, everything looks totally different. I'm guessing the battle system is going to be a different feel, um, from what you see from the first one, mm-hmm. but with persona 5 um that came out that came that came game that game came out five years ago
4: i think it came five, out in
3: 2017 four? so three. Oh my god it's a baby yes. so <laughs> it, it it's still the same exact game but they took out like little things like morgana like bothering the shit out of you and like other little things but it's still ex- like the exact same game there's nothing um, that's a big influence that changed it. So I don't think it should be eligible.
1: I I agree with you, though. I do have to say, so with the new persona, they also added two new characters at least. Because mm-hmm.
4: confident confidants, yeah. Because the they and added the new party character.
1: Two new confidants. Who's the other one? They added the therapist.
4: And one other. One He's there. the
1: counselor persona. Yeah. They added um the new girl.
4: Oh, I thought they were added. They added two new confidants and Kasumi.
1: No, I think it's just Kasumi yeah, and the therapist, Maruki yeah. or whatever. They Mar- added Maruki, a bunch of know.
4: mini games and like a whole yeah, they semester added... worth of content. They also
1: added the grappling hook, um, yeah. and the will seeds and all yeah. of the palaces and stuff.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, the whole mm. the semester was added to the game. But I do agree, though, Monty. I still think, though, like phew, I don't know, seventy-five to eighty percent of the game is just the same
4: game yeah, for sure.
3: It sounds like stuff that would be, like, DLC and, like, games don't get redocked onto Game of the Year when, like, new DLC is added. I mean,
0: they, like, I mean, I guess it depends on, like, who you're talking about, though, because I think, like, Iceborne was tossed around in some people's, um, Game of the Year conversations last year. Yeah, that
1: is true. That is true.
4: But, like, Uh, as from what I understand, Iceborne, like, is almost an entirely new game just built off of it. Uh, I mean, but it's still it's, Monster
0: Hunter, like, it it's is, still but, Monster Hunter World, it was sold as a DLC.
4: Yeah, but it was, it's more, like, and this is where DLC versus expansion packs get weird, because, like, for example, like, the Frozen Wilds was DLC, it's, like, a 10-hour story and just, like, just kind of expanded a little bit, but, like, like Iceborne was, like, a new, like, 60-hour, like, experience, um... And you just, I mean, I think that's just because, like, that's the
0: robot. nature of Monster Hunter, though.
4: Yeah. And, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, no, like, and I totally get that. But I like think Like, I that, don't...
0: Like, I think, like, a 10-hour DLC for a game like Horizon is comparable to a 60-hour game for a game like Monster Hunter.
4: Yeah. No, and I, and I can, like, I'm not saying that I think Iceborne should have been Game of the Year contender, but, like, I can understand that more than, like... For example, Frozen Wilds.
1: I wouldn't say. I don't think that DLC should be uh, considered oh, for see, Game of the Year. Do. I don't
4: need it. I
0: think if it came out during the year, it should be a contender.
4: Okay. So I think Caitlin and I have pretty similar feelings on what is available for Game of the Year then.
1: Yeah, because you think that DLC should be?
4: I don't think necessarily DLC should be. I think it should be DLC of the Year or like Expansion of the Year. Yeah, I, I don't would be more comfortable be with that of sort of category.
1: Year. I don't feel like. Yeah.
0: I just like, I don't know. I mean, they're usually like whole experiences. They're still games. Like, yeah. I don't know.
4: But, like, at the same time, like, something, for example, like the Fallout expansion pass, the Fallout 4 expansion pass came out all within a calendar year, I think, and had like four p- packs. Are we going to consider every one of those an individual, like, contender for game of the year? Mm-hmm. That just seems to, so, I mean, like, I don't that... see why not. I think it just muddies the water. Um,
0: I mean, the water's already fucking muddy, my guy.
4: Yeah, no, 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 you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And, like, I get where you're coming from. I, I think DLC just needs its own category.
1: Yeah, I would say
4: DLC like, I mean, needs... I think...
0: We all know, like, I think Game of the Year is bullshit anyway. Yeah. But, um... Like... If you're gonna have something like Night in the Woods competing with, like, Persona, then I truly don't have a problem with Monster Hunter Iceborne competing, too. Mm.
1: Yeah, see, I guess, like, like if it's I, already
0: fucking stacked and not equal in the way that it's being judged anyway, then fuck it, you know? If it came out, it came out.
1: Yeah. I don't I, know. I wouldn't say that having Night in the Woods against Persona is, like, unequal or stacked. I mean, I would say, like, Persona 5 is obviously... I don't know, because, like, I just feel like if we always take games like Night in the Woods and, like, only allow them to compete in, like, Best Indie Title, like, it kind of... Well, it, but... It does stack I, the, it. The
0: thing... F- I mean, the thing for me, though, is, like, having conversations with people who, like, I don't want to say normie, because that sounds, like, condescending or whatever, but, like, people who, like,
2: you can call aren't them as entrenched in, in the
0: industry. Like, when you bring up an indie game versus Persona, they're like, yeah, obviously Persona's gonna win. Because, like, why wouldn't it? It has all of the production and the marketing and everything else, you know what I mean? Like, so if it's already unfair or, like, weird or, like, the water's already muddy, then, like, I-
1: I wouldn't... I don't know. I I personally don't think that having those two go up against each other is an example of things being, like, unfair. Like, granted, yeah, Atlas has a shit ton of money. Like, they, they do have the marketing and stuff, but I think it would be worse if, like, we only let the behemoths compete against one another. Like, at least well, having...
0: Mean... No, go
1: ahead. I was say, at least having Night in the Woods, like, you're drawing attention to the fact that there are these games, there are these outliers, and, like, I don't know. I think that as each year passes uh those types of games are more and more recognized and i think that we could see them start to kind of i mean overtake the big titles i mean i think that year. they
0: should compete but like i again i think the game of the year is bullshit and i don't think that like being able i don't think that you can compare them like i don't think that you can compare night in the woods to persona like they're just so fucking different that like yeah. to me it's already arbitrary you know what i mean
4: yeah i mean and that's i mean that's a lot of criticism in general is arbitrary
1: yeah, I mean, I think that that's just like comparing anything to yeah. anything. You know what I mean? Like, you well, but can't... it's just
0: like like games are so get into like such specific like different mm-hmm. subgenres that like this is turning into a game of the year show. I don't believe in game of the year. I think it's stupid. That's 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 my answer to the question. <laughs>
4: yeah. No, I mean, like, I I, no, I like I totally get what you're saying. I think, like I said, I think Caitlin, you and I are kind of aligned, uh, with the exception of the DLC thing on like what is allowed in game of the year because like. For example, I think that stuff like Resident Evil 3 and Final Fantasy 7 should 100% be allowed. Because, one, they're remakes, which I think are more deserving of being allowed than just a remaster. Um, just because they are built from the ground up and they're like brand new. Um, and they're not just like slightly polished. Um, but also, like a lot of people are experiencing it for their first time. Like, I know people who are jumping into Final Fantasy 7 for the very first time tomorrow. Like, I jumped in... Me? Yeah, Monty. I've never played Resident Evil 3 before. I had never played Resident Evil 2 before last year. And Resident Evil 2 was my favorite game from last year. And it was my personal game of the year. And so to see it up, like, sites talking about it, like, as, as much as it doesn't matter, it validates how I felt about a game that really, like, I really, truly loved. And to say that, like, it doesn't deserve a place at the table in the conversation at the end of the year because it's a remake, like, I don't think that's fair it's kind of gatekeepy like oh we already it already had a shot we already talked about this in 1997 or 1999 or whenever it originally had come out Mm. you know
2: yeah
3: i think remakes can be in that conversation i think my issue is just like remasters Mm -hmm. and like dlc and like i get what you guys are saying but i i still can't like comprehend like okay something added on to a game that happened like three years ago, let's say like you know, Persona Five uh, Royal didn't happen, right? They just added DLC, they added the characters as something to buy. Mm. Like I, I wouldn't see it like in the conversation today, but because it's a whole new game and it's a whole sixty dollars that you're paying for, um, quote unquote, on new game, um, I think that's where it becomes like all fuzzy. Yeah. But remakes, I do think they should be, they should have a seat
1: at the table. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, funny. I... I oh, you can go ahead, Caitlin. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, I think that,
0: like, Persona's weird because, yeah, the, like, adding, like, the, what got added in that's was, like- really just feels mm-hmm. like it, it just should have been the actual game that got released. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, like, kind of a whole different weird thing. But, like, thinking on what Andrew said, too, I feel like I'm kind of, like, m- based on that, I'm more cool with, like, I mean, again, I don't, the the whole game of the year thing is whatever to me. But, like, if we're basing it off of the normal standards or whatever, I think that remasters, like, even if they're basic, just, like, we made the graphics better and that's it. Like, I think those deserve a place at the table in conversation just because, like, yeah, new people are experiencing them and new critics are here now. Like, can you imagine if, like, they did, like, not even just, like, the ports of the Bioshock games, but, like, did, like, full remasters of them? Like, that conversation would be fucking bonkers. And, like, I think that's very valuable, if nothing else. Um, Which mm-hmm. doesn't really pertain to the Game of the Year stuff as much. But, like, just in general, like, I think those games shouldn't just be written off. Because, like, even if it's not someone's first experience with it, like, it might be, like, a critic's first time getting to talk about it mm-hmm. and have it be relevant and stuff like that. And I think, like, that shit's really cool.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely mm. don't think that, like games that are remade or remastered or whatever should like there shouldn't be any like dialogue about them or like conversations or you know features reviews whatever you know like i think it's important that uh we kind of go back and and retread those paths and kind of see what holds up what doesn't hold up like how you know with with newer people playing these games and kind of having you know forming thoughts about them like i i want to hear the conversation um I don't know, I went into this thinking that, like, my opinion was that I don't think that remakes should be considered for Game of the Year. But I think I've actually already been kind of swayed on that. <laughs> Just, like, you know, hearing, like, Andrew kind of pitch his stuff and, and Caitlin and, and yeah, I don't know. I, I
4: Like I said, I think it's, I think, and that's kind of why I wanted to start by differentiating between remake and remaster. Yeah. Because, like I said, I think remasters, sure, still, let's talk about them. But yeah, like, uh, I don't like Nino Cooney got remastered and came out this year. Yeah, does that deserve to be in Game of the Year at the end of the year? No, it's literally a port. Like yeah, they. I mean, the Switch version is even actually like a actual port. They did up-res it a little bit on PS4. I yeah. but fucking on PS4.
0: Mario Kart Deluxe got to be Game of the Year when it came out on Switch.
4: Yeah, it was Family Game of the Year or whatever, and I disagree with that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that was bullshit. Like, yeah,
1: same. That's, I don't, I don't agree with that.
0: Like, if you're gonna, like, again, if we're gonna have weird arbitrary rules for this thing, then like, stick to them. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I think, I think we're just editions... finding out I just
0: hate the Game <laughs>
2: like well, I, mean, I think
4: we need to think of like cause, like when we talk about game of the year we usually think game awards but this is also like like sites do this yeah stuff too, no you know? I
1: I'm not even talking necessarily game like the game awards I'm yeah. just saying that's just like, always what I think
0: of because every other site has like different ways that they do it you know yeah, what I mean sure. I mean yeah. like, game awards is the only thing that we see that's like any sort of like coming together of everybody mm-hmm.
1: I think I mean even like your own personal list like when you're thinking about you know all the games you played at the end of the year and you're like oh man what was what was my favorite game I played this year like I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like or or that came oh, out I don't this think year. There not that.
0: Be rules for that.
4: I
1: think like if it's a personal list, you fucking do you, dog.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. If it's a personal list, fuck it. Uh,
1: I don't know. I guess what I what I'm saying, maybe not like that. I, like, would
2: it's you
1: really consider like... if you're talking to your friends about like the games that you played this year, would mm. you say? I think you would say, okay, I really liked Iceborne or whatever. But would you say, like, that was my favorite game this year? Or would Monster Hunter World be your favorite? I don't, it, but, like, I don't know. See, that's where it gets weird it, for me. Well, I don't think this is all
4: arbitrary that, bullshit anyway. Like, this is all. Yeah, sub- everything's like, that, arbitrary. It doesn't, it's all subjective. Yeah, none of, none of this actually matters. But it's yeah. still a fun conversation to have. Because, like, it, people have different opinions about it. Like, Jessica, you said coming into this, like, you're like, oh, I didn't think they were, like, well, I, I consider them eligible. you've already said you changed your mind. I
1: still don't think, I don't think that remasters I would consider eligible. Yeah. And, like, I don't think Persona 5 to me, it just seems weird. It looks the exact same. Yeah. It plays mostly the exact same. They just Damn. added in some stuff that feels like DLC. Yeah. It's... It just feels like something you would have paid 30, 40 bucks for, and it adds to the game, and, like, that's – but, but like, thinking about Resident Evil 3 and Final Fantasy, I'm like, yeah, those are, like, completely redone. They're yeah. they're very different from their predecessors or their former selves, whatever you want to say. So I think that's more valid for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, I mean, we didn't really know what we were going to get with Final Fantasy VII until like, and, <laughs> until, like, a week ago. And, like, I don't think a lot of us realized they were taking Like, I literally streamed the entirety of, like, the new game yesterday. Yeah, it was, The old game. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. the old game. But, like, the entirety of what the new version uh, is yeah. covering. And it takes five and a half hours to beat that part of the game in the original Final Fantasy VII. In the new game, it takes 40. Yeah. Like, that's how much has been added to it. So it's just kind of, kind of wild. Kind of shakes things up a bit. None of this is real. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Monkey's just having an existential
1: No, it's true, though. Everything. None of this is real. This is all just a very, like, <laughs> you know.
4: Yeah. I don't know. I think that...
1: <sighs> I just want Monkey Ball.
3: I'm <laughs> one out of life.
4: As soon as you have
3: Video games are so confusing, guys. God damn it!
4: Just, just give Monty Yakuza Monkey Ball.
3: <laughs> it's the same creator.
1: Oh. I'm waiting for
3: Yakuza Monkey Ball DLC. let a
1: crossover, uh, and you just had Yakuza characters in monkey
2: balls. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be a dream.
4: <laughs> just imagine Majima in a giant ball, Monty.
2: You know.
3: I'm into it. And Don't keep... Stop talking. I'll get turned on.
4: <laughs> this is a Christian podcast.
1: I just picture, like, uh, Kiryu or whatever and, and, like, the the big monkey ball playing, like, monkey monkey target or whatever. Monkey ball target where they open the ball up and have to land.
2: On <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I'm sweating. Anyway. So. So, uh,
0: so I guess, like, we can kind of pivot into, like, how we cover these kinds of games or, like, how we think they should be covered. Um, and, like, I guess what we want out of them, too, like, you know, like, Andrew, like, I don't know if you want to talk about, like, your experience with Resident Evil 3. Um, and then just maybe we can talk about, like, what you're hoping to get from the remake of Final Fantasy. Yeah.
4: Yeah. No, I think that's great. Um, like, as far as Resident Evil is concerned, like I said, that was the first time I'd ever played Resident Evil 3. Um so to me it was a brand new experience and I was coming off the wave of like really truly loving Resident Evil 2. Um and I know the in the original like Resident Evil trilogy, uh PS1 trilogy, Resident Evil 3 is the black sheep. Um it's not the best one because it was more geared towards action rather than horror like survival horror and the remake stuck to that. Um So it was interesting to see people be like, yeah, this is like this is it. This is what we were expecting and a lot of people like me who had only played Resident Evil 2 recently had never played the original Resident Evil 3 they were like mm, this isn't what we were looking for and like while it's not what i wanted i understand it. like that's what it is it's a remap or it's a remake it's directly pulling from the source material like i got what i i got what i knew I was walking into you know i knew it was more action heavy but i also keep up with games more than like you know, if somebody's just like, oh, I want to play a new horror game, you know? Um, so I don't know. Like for me, the hype, the build-up to Resident Evil 3, because they only announced it a couple months ago, and it dropped on my birthday. I was stoked. They packaged Operation Resistance with it, which I haven't actually played. I played the tutorial, but I couldn't find anybody online to play with. I don't know if the servers were just like empty or what, which is really sad because it came out less than a week ago. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, like, it comes bundled with that, so I'm excited to try that out eventually. It'd be cool to have people to play with. Um, unfortunately, it's not free. You have to buy RE3, which kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Because I know, like, Alex Van Aken was talking about it. He was like, hey, like, I would love to play this, but I don't want to buy Resident Evil 3 because I'm not a horror game person. He's like, I'm a scaredy cat. But the online seems like a cool idea that I'd want to try. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it I, sucks that you, you you don't have access to it. But I get it. Um. Resident Evil 3 is an incredibly Capcom short game. Capcom, just
0: pull a Call of Duty and sell it for 20 bucks separately.
4: Right. Seriously. And, like, Resident Evil 3 is a short game, so I feel like that's why they bundled it with it. To kind of, like, add value to it. Because Resident Evil 2 is significantly longer. has two different campaigns. Um, I still haven't beat the second campaign of Resident Evil 2. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Like, the way we cover remasters i mean i think remasters definitely should take some precedence over remakes like when you know cooney came out like
1: wait you think that remasters take precedence over remakes no other way around sorry oh okay remakes that's what i thought you meant that's remasters. why i was checking
4: Yeah. um because yeah i mean like it's an entirely new experience i mean jessica how many times have you beat final fantasy 7
1: like probably five times yeah
4: um and but you're gonna experience this for the first time regardless of having yeah, played this five times. No, what's funny you know? is
1: like it's wild because like I've played this game, I've I've beat Final Fantasy Seven like like I said like five times, mm-hmm. and I saw this image today on Twitter, and like my blood boiled a little bit because I was like, this is a spoiler, like <laughs> and and like it was weird. I don't care about spoilers, we and like
4: do not care about spoilers. I don't
1: care about spoilers, and like I. It's so weird. I don't care about spoilers. And like in my mind, I was like, Well, there's nothing in Final Fantasy VII that can be spoiled for me. Surely there isn't. I've played this game five times. And then I saw this and I was like, What? What's They're funny do is that? she
4: saw this, got mad, and then immediately looked at me and said, Do you wanna see it? <laughs>
2: because I wanted I,
1: I wanted to see it. No, it was wild though. But like I saw that and I was like, What the fuck? Yeah. So like I don't know. I think that was kind of like a mild awakening for me in that second. I was like, I am really going into this and I don't know what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. like cuz I've heard that there's twists too. Like yeah. there are there are plot points in this that like weren't in the original. And like even in the demo there's something that happens that like personally I think that it probably did exist in the original, but it wasn't made explicit. Yeah. And then in the demo they made it explicit.
4: Or that, it was like an idea that they had that they couldn't That yeah, the like
1: and I, I but so like they made it more of like oh you see this happen so like mm-hmm. it's confirmed this happens um rather than like speculation mm-hmm. uh so I don't know like I I, re- I just I guess kind of realize like I don't know what's gonna happen and it's weird like I don't know what's gonna happen in Final Fantasy 7 this game that I've like religiously played and like gotten involved in like the lore and played every single side game and watched the movies and watched the japanese only used, anime and used like to
4: bring the strategy guy with you to your middle school locker <laughs> yes
1: oh that's cute
3: <laughs> you're
1: cute jess oh my god
3: i would be friends with middle school jess
1: <laughs> i was like, like i like it's so weird going into this and like i don't know and i guess like kind of transitioning from andrew then if you were done yeah uh, like talking about my expectations for seven like
4: that was me passing the torch oh yeah yeah, that was a segue <laughs> it was a good segue thank you
1: it was very smooth um it's One not day smooth we're gonna really be talk good at
0: podcasting
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but with seven like i just don't know what to expect but i think the biggest thing that i hope when i play this game is that what they do add doesn't invalidate the tone and the overarching themes of the original. Like, that's the biggest thing. It's like, I'm so excited that more people get to play, that people who don't know the story get to experience it for the first time, because, like... Like Caitlin. (laughs) it It is my favorite game of all time. I just think that it's... It's beautifully empathetic and just such an interesting game and and the things that it says are so, I don't know. It's just a powerful game for me. It's, it's, and it's, I don't. I don't want to get emotional. I love this game, anyway. But I'm happy that it's more accessible for people. I'm happy that they're doing different things um, with it. Uh, it seems like it's a mix of them, like wanting to do this for like the old fans, but also wanting to do this that a whole new generation. Because I mean, it's been 23 years. Like a whole new generation She's can experience. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I
4: hate that. They
1: get to experience and play this game for the first time, and it's so cool. Um, I just like I said, I. I the ideas in the original Final Fantasy VII game are so strong, so powerful. Um, I don't want them to kind of backtrack on those, or like to make them less significant or, or more defined. Because sometimes, like the ill-defined things in the original game, make it better. You know, it's not—it doesn't hit you over the head with everything constantly. Yeah, it's, it's,
4: it's in your
1: face and that's the difference i mean six hours versus 40 hours (laughs) like you know it makes you a little nervous like okay well what all what all is going in there like i i thought the first you know the six hours before were pretty sweet so i don't know i'm excited for it though i think that's like i'm just optimistic i think that if you go into it with a pessimistic attitude like i've seen some people kind of have like you're not gonna like it i think that's Who's being
3: pessimistic? What are, they, what are they upset was, about? This is a, like a 20-year-old game that's coming out. Why aren't they excited? There was somebody
1: in the chat even yesterday, like, when I was streaming, who just, like, obviously found the chat, like, found it through Twitch. Like, just, it, like I don't know, like, somehow algorithm shit. Mm-hmm. And just, like, came in and was just like, I don't think this is going to be good. Like, I, I don't, like, they're, they're not doing this. They're not doing, and it was just some random person, like, and they just kept saying that, like, every few minutes, like, did you know that this isn't going to be in it? <laughs> like just just like things like that and i was like dude like i and i even said like i don't know i'm excited for it i want to see what they do like uh, i'm pretty was sure I said like super
4: it... early yeah. in yeah okay because yeah i was still working so yeah it was
1: pretty it. early in no, that person doesn't
3: like video games. Like they love playing it, but they don't like any video game they've ever played because they're upset with every little thing. Yeah, and that's that's such bullshit. It's,
1: it's like all the fucking purists, and like you could tell that that person was like a purist. Like oh, like the original ninety seven version, and it's like okay. First of all, you can just call it Final Fantasy seven. You have to say the original ninety seven version.
4: <laughs> like yeah, it's on a fucking
1: car oh Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like. I don't know. There are are people who kind of had that mentality. And like I said, I think that if you go into playing any game like that, just like expecting to be disappointed, you're not going to see any good in it. What's Exactly.
4: Well, what's funny is like when this first got announced, Jessica was really excited. And like I kept up with details on it a little bit more than she did. And like as I was reading stuff like early, early on, I was worried. I was like, Jessica's going to be pissed. Because they changed the combat and Jessica's a diehard turn based combat and is like if they has always said if they remake seven, she does not want them to touch the combat. And like they announced, Hey, we're changing the combat. I was like, Jessica's gonna be furious, and Jessica just like I don't know if she was just in shock or just like didn't want to hear it. Like, you know, I do not see it. Like <laughs> yeah. I really the shit out of it, but like it never it never made her mad. Like she was just you know, so riding high on that energy of the fact that it was eventually coming, and then like, the demo came out, I remember installing it, and waking her up, and being like, hey, come play it, and her being so excited, and I was sitting there eating breakfast before I had to go to work, and I was watching a play, I'm like, she's gonna be pissed, she's gonna be pissed, she can't ignore it anymore, like, they changed the combat, and she's just like, I love this, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) To be fair,
1: it's not like, full-blown, like, action combat. It's pretty damn close. No, you can still, like, my whole thing was, I would have been pissed if you could not switch between characters. Mm. That was like my big thing is like, if you couldn't switch between your characters, I was going to be pretty upset, but you can still switch between your party members. Like it's, it's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I love it.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm happy because, like I said, I was worried for little years <laughs> that you would be upset.
1: As far as coverage goes, I think there are two different types of coverage we want slash expect with remakes and remasters, or at least, like, in my opinion. I think that there are your standard reviews in which I want to know what's new, like, what's been updated, like, and not necessarily, like, like, I wouldn't want to read a review of Final Fantasy VII that lists every single change or edition that's been in it, but just, like you know, are there new characters, you know, and you don't have to list all the characters, but just, I want to know kind of what's there, like what to expect, how long, like kind of some of the additions, uh, like, and the overall experience, you know, like just, just a solid review and kind of compare and contrast. Um, and then I think what's really interesting, and this is probably just cause I'm a, I'm a bitch for features, which is, <laughs> I mean, you could like, it's uppercut, like that's that's what we write. It's like features and criticism. Like we don't really, we do reviews, but it's not like our thing. It's
4: not our bread and butter.
1: No, uh, we're all too opinionated for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like that's that's the cooler thing for me is like, but what does the, how does this alter the game? Big picture, like what does this say? as a whole like how does this reflect like how times have changed how people have changed how like our culture has changed um and like that's that's pretty interesting and i really like seeing that with all remakes and remasters like caitlin said with bioshock earlier that's a great example like if bioshock if the i mean because they just released the bioshock collection uh not Mm -hmm. too long ago probably within like a year or two right
4: three years ago
1: three wow is that long already
4: because we got it when we moved here
1: wow yeah i guess so um but yeah so they have the bioshock collection um and if i mean it probably seems too soon to do this now but if they like remastered them and put them on the new consoles that are coming out mm-hmm. this winter potentially i don't know everything's kind of up in the air with the virus but um like i want to read what people say because <laughs> they're pretty uh they're games that say a lot <laughs> and we have new BioShock? people playing. they're games that say nothing jessica <laughs> But they say a lot about nothing. (sighs) We can't talk about Bioshock right now.
4: I love Bioshock.
1: (laughs) But no, I mean, like, I just want to hear what people say. I want to hear what people, like, think about the games. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I always, I don't think that, you know, we talked about the game of the year stuff at the beginning. Maybe I don't personally think, like, I would consider, like... I don't know, like for instance, I wouldn't put the Bioshock collection on like that was my game of the year. Like that that wouldn't be something that would be on my list ever the year that it came out. But like, do I want to read what people think now that it's redone? Hell yeah, I do. Like I definitely want to read that. Yeah, yeah, revisit. Well, what I mean, I guess that's my thing though, right? Because it's like like you wouldn't,
0: but like someone who'd never played them before, like who, I mean, granted, if your favorite game of the year is Bioshock in the year of our Lord twenty twenty, I will hunt you for sport. But like, just fucking crazy.
1: You know but what I mean? Like, I feel like okay. So then, like, if you play any game, and like, if I played Chrono Trigger, not a remade or like anything, just like Chrono Trigger in 2020, could I say Chrono Trigger is my favorite game? Like my my game of the year? I think I mean, I, dia does it for Giant Bomb every fucking year. <laughs> I I would say it's the it's your favorite game you played this year. Yeah. I would not say it's game of the year. It didn't yeah. come out that year.
2: I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: but I mean, that's yeah. the thing too, though, is like. Because my original example with Bioshock, even though it was bad, was, like, if you had played it the year that that collection came out, like, yeah. I think that would count.
2: Yeah, I mean, sorry, I'm yawning. Um, I mean, yeah.
4: Why are you tired? Are you bored, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, Monty, you bore me.
2: <laughs>
4: oh.
2: What's funny, Monty is, I'm like, kidding, the Monty. least boring bro, person bro, I know. No,
4: I've just I've been <laughs> sleeping like shit the last two nights, so I'm very tired.
2: Um,
1: It's a mood. Just making sure you're okay. Every, every like, 45 minutes when Andrew falls asleep, I just punch him to wake him up, and I pretend I'm sleeping. It's true. Oh,
4: my God. It's true. Eventually, she'll move on to pillows, just, like, smothering me. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, but at the same time, like, I think that just becomes a to each their own kind of thing.
1: It's, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's all to each their own. Like, there's no right answer to this. I'm just, like, personally, and, like, if somebody, like, came up to me and told me that, right? If they were, like, my favorite, like, my game of the year was, like, this game that was ported for Switch, you know, like, I, I wouldn't, like, look at them and be like, no, it's not, you're wrong. Like, I wouldn't be a dick about it. But, like, would I consider that? Like, a game in the running? No. (laughs) But, like, I wouldn't be a dick about it. Like, I I don't know.
4: I do like that you brought up Chrono Trigger, though, because that game has been ported so many fucking (laughs) times. I
0: really, really like that Game of the Year is where Jess's, like, hardcore gamer comes out. This is very funny. Is it really?
4: Yeah, 100%. Jessica, I am in love with you.
0: Shut (laughs) up. I just... It's so funny to me that like there's just, just like little moments where you go rabid feral gamer and it's very funny. I I yeah. never know when to expect it. It just <laughs> happens. I don't
1: I don't know. Am I am I rabid feral gamer today? What have I been yes. rabid feral gamer about?
4: I mean game of the year. Jess is
1: gonna have a
3: gamer moment today. I'm gonna have a, heat, a heated bones.
1: gaming moment right now.
3: <laughs> no you're just very very you have very strong feelings about the game of the year stuff
0: it's just fun which is
1: weird because like i don't really care about game of the year all that much <laughs> but clearly you do i really don't though i don't even like making lists. my
3: favorite <laughs> like game Decisions. of the year segment every year is to see what shitty band they picked to play <laughs> that year that i forgot exists. what was it last year green
1: day yeah. I forgot about oh that. Oh my God! Man. They had Green Day play. I thought <laughs> yeah. it was churches. Yeah, no, and it
0: was
4: fucking
1: confusing. I'm you know exactly?
0: like, I because they, they, they launched that tour with Fall Out Boy and Weezer, and, and um... they came to
4: Beat Saber.
1: Oh God. Yeah,
3: yeah. that's weird. Churches. I thought they now. died. I didn't think <laughs> they were real.
4: Grimes also played. Remember that? Oh yeah. And Elon Musk got mad because no one stood up and clapped for her.
1: Because she, yeah, because she sucks. Yeah, it was really bad. Every Grimes cover I've ever heard is so much better than anything Grimes is ever saying. I'm sorry. That's, that's my hot take today.
0: We have a lot of hot takes tonight. This episode's getting
1: edited to hell.
4: Um, <laughs> I'm pretty lukewarm today.
1: Anyway. You know what? You know what Remake was really fun to talk about? What? But mm-hmm. would it be? I don't know. Maybe Atlas is tricky. Atlas is very tricky. Uh, Catherine full-bodied. That is a I was wondering about that. Because would you could but that's almost kind of the same boat as Persona 5. Yeah,
4: it's it's a definitive edition. Yeah. Which is like it's a like, remake it's just with adding LCD, shit Or yeah. a remaster with the LC.
1: They made it a bit more yeah. a bit simpler, a bit more accessible too. Yeah. They made it to where you could just kind of go through yeah. everything. Yeah. Another definitive
3: version that like I played would be Sleeping Dogs. Um they came out with a definitive version like 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. And no, 2018 one of the one of the teens I don't fucking know but um they came out with that and it had like a little bit more stuff added in textures were a lot better so it like nothing was like moved around just like everything looked textured like people had pores and people had ribbed tank tops um and it was just a lot easier to play
2: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all three of us all just said yeah we hear you monty
1: we hear you
2: i feel
0: bad i feel like i just like i don't know i'm just like i just think that the i'm the fucking remastered port respecter i guess i don't know
2: <laughs> so like i'm
3: i'm not that's the monty, thing. I- but also like i hate gamers and i play i don't play big games i don't play games that get remastered a lot mm-hmm. i yeah. i focus a lot on like little baby game no I wouldn't say baby let me I'm taking it back like I like how you sucked in, it games. I take it back Just
1: baby games <laughs> <laughs> Monty inhaled the words
4: Richard once more friends, you came
1: Monty swallowed swallow the words fuck you guys um <laughs>
3: I play a lot of I I just play a lot of stuff that doesn't really require remasters. I think the only remasters I played was Sleeping Dogs because I really enjoyed playing that when that came out on PS3 Um, Shadow of the Colossus I really liked because I was like very different from what I played when I was little and then I'm playing the Yakuza series now which is all remastered because none of it looks like the PS1 version I don't think I would like playing anything that looks like PS1
1: yeah yeah no, I'm I I think I feel the exact same way as Monty as far as all of this goes. Where like, do I think like remasters and ports are bad? No, no way. Like more people can play them. Like I'm gonna play them. I don't know how many games I have for multiple consoles because I'm a dumb bitch and I like to have all my faves on everything. We like we own mm-hmm.
4: a copy of Final Fantasy VII on literally every console you can own it on. Yeah. <laughs> every single one. Beautiful.
1: Um but like, yeah, like my Switch. It has a whole bunch of games that like like I have pretty much all the Final Fantasies on it, I think, right? Like we, we have, have seven. We have ten, ten we have twelve, ten two. We have
4: ten we have seven and twelve and that's it.
1: Oh really? I thought we had more than that. I thought we had the ten, ten, two thing no, and you, stuff. You
4: didn't end up buying it.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, there are lots of games where like I'll pick up different like ports and remaster. I mean what Medieval, Spyro and Crash, we have all of those. We
4: don't have Medieval.
1: Yeah, we do. Because it ended up uh I don't know, it doesn't matter. I don't but... have Medieval. I thought we did. So. <laughs> Apparently, I don't <laughs> even know what games I own. Um, but no, like, I don't know. I love remakes and, uh, or not remakes. I love remasters and ports. I think they're important and good, and they make games more accessible for yeah, everybody. I
4: think from a history standpoint, they're great.
1: Yeah, historical game. Yeah, like... No, I know. I'm just teasing. Now
3: I'm, talking, I'm, now I'm talking to people that have played Yakuza, and I can get in that hype, because this is something that's new to me. Yeah, Like... You like let's say I what got remastered for the Yakuza series recently. I'm gonna say five, um, because that's like in the bundle I think. Yeah, um, I think it's really great. It's like I get to talk to new people. I get to have this new hype. That's like a new game for me. When someone buys something fresh that came out, let's say I wouldn't compare it to the hype that is FF7, but like something like something that's fresh and out and new. Like that's how it feels for me when I'm playing these Yakuza games. Um, do I think if the remastered for Yakuza five came out this year and I would put it under game of the year? No. Um, but if it's new, yes. But if it's my game of the year personally, something I've played this year, I think one of you guys have said it, like I would put that in that conversation. Yeah. I fucking hate this game of the year <laughs> talk can you
4: we stop?
0: Well, no, this is y'all it. Y'all got poisoned gamer brains.
4: One thing I would I do wanna say is like I think I think remakes in particular are super important. Um, specifically, um, hey Caitlin, feelings time. Get ready. No. You Good. You good? Are you ready? I guess. Yeah, because it's, it's coming. <laughs> because so, like, Caitlin and I played through the Spyro, like first first two Spyro games together. Um, mm-hmm. They they streamed it, and like I hung out and talked them through it, and like those games are incredibly important to like my childhood, and like were some of the first games I ever beat, like, a 100%ed. Like, I have those games mostly memorized, all three of them. Like, I can beat all three a 100% in less th- I think, like, I think less than 15 hours. Like, I love those games. And Caitlin had never experienced them before, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And so, like... I had only the-
0: played Enter the Dragonfly. I had never played any of the first three.
4: Yeah, so she, or they played the fourth one that was like not developed by insomniac and never got experience that original trilogy which is so special to me so we were able because of the remaster or the remake it upres it it made it look pretty it wasn't just a a gross looking ps1 port which it could have easily been Mm -hmm. and i think that makes it more accessible and so like yeah
0: that's how i feel about the ratchet and Clank (laughs) clank game on ps4 too
4: I fucking love the Ratchet and Clank game on PS4.
0: That game is dope. I bought one of the originals on my Vita afterwards because I was, like, really feeling it. And I was like, oh, this sucks, actually.
4: Yeah, exactly. And so, like, if it had been a Spyro trilogy of just a PS1 port, you probably wouldn't have gotten into it as much. And, like, we wouldn't have gotten to hang out and do that together and have Spyro Sundays.
1: I think it kind of ties into, like to kind of family bonds too because like I know for a fact that when I'm a parent there are going to be games that I played you know like we I can't even imagine in like 20 years how games are going to look right like because 20 years ago we couldn't have imagined they'd look like how they do now so like I don't know what's coming how how games are going to be in 20 years like like what that looks like um but you know when I have kids like if they start, you know, remaking games from when I was this age or when I was a kid and stuff like that, so that my kids can play them, that's super fucking cool. And we see that now. Like, my mom, I literally today bought my mom a copy of Final Fantasy VII because Final Fantasy VII is my mom's favorite game of all time, too. Like, I sat on my lap when I was a kid. You sat on your own or lap. I sat on my mom's lap when I was a kid and I watched my mom play Final Fantasy VII. That was the first time I experienced that game. And I called my mom today, or my mom actually, she called me. And uh, she was just checking in. She's like, just making sure you're still alive. World's crazy, ha, you know? And uh, I talked to her and I said, hey, do you know what's like coming out today? She's like, what? I'm like, Final Fantasy VII. And she got so excited. Like her voice raised. She's like, oh my God, are you serious? Like it's it's out like now? I was like, yeah. I'm like, do you want me to buy you a copy? She's like, oh, you don't have to do that. But that's so cool. Like that's, that's really, I'm like, mom, I'm going to buy you a copy. She's like, okay. Like, she's like, oh, Jess, I'm going to like lose my life like playing this game. Like you know, just like, can we talk about it? Like just like super excited. She got so excited like, about it. And when like When
4: was the last time your mom played a single player game?
1: Oh, I don't even know. Like yeah. I don't I don't know the last time like yeah. I, I have no idea. My mom doesn't play games, but she heard about this and just like like she sounded like an excited like teenager (laughs) you know what i mean just like super thrilled um and that's kind of how it was whenever i showed her like spyro and crash were remade too because like my mom like grew up like helping me on the levels of spyro and crash that i couldn't get through and stuff you know and like so when she saw it completely remade and now i have my my little sisters who are like 10 and 11 playing it um it's so cool like it's like a family bond and experience and like something that you can like pass down to to different generations so like I'm kind of, I don't know, a lot of people give, give the movie industry shit or, like, games industry shit for remaking and redoing and rebooting, but, like, there's something kind of cool about it, like, keeping those, those threads alive and allowing different generations and, and parents and children to kind of share that together. It's, yeah. It's special. It's cool.
4: I mean, my kids are going to be raised from the age of seven on Bioshock, so... Oh my god! I hate you.
3: That sounds traumatizing. What do you mean on Bioshock? You're fucking
2: That sounds
1: like the last thing you'd want to show I'm a kid.
3: Kidding.
2: You're gonna no.
1: Well, I'm joking. I was gonna make a joke, but oh. you're yelling over me. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say you're gonna yell at your child, and they're gonna say a dog obeys. Jesus! Stop! <laughs> is that
3: a slave? Game? Is, it, is
1: it a slave? I oh a
3: God! Just seeing. A white guy with like chain tattoos on his wrist really makes my mouth taste yeah, bad. Mon- but the games are Mon- good. I them, like Ren. the games. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, and like, it yeah. sucks because, like, my favorite game ever will never get remade. What, so, nine? Yeah, Final Fantasy 9 Final Final will never get oh. remade because it will always live in Final Fantasy seven shadow. And so, like, I will never. That's
1: the one with the hot
3: bunny girls, right? No, that's
4: 12.
1: Or tactics. Oh. Or tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics is fucking rad. That's a great game. That's had a
4: remake. Or, yeah. It had
1: War of the Lions. Yeah. It's not like a,
4: a remake. Oh, yeah, it's a remaster. Fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, Final Fantasy IX, I'll never get that, you know? And it sucks, because, like, I'm going to have to, just because we able to show our kids, be like, hey, look at this rad-as-fuck fu- <laughs> game that looks super pretty. I'm like, look at these polygons. Like, <laughs> B- yeah, look at this weird little monkey man and like yeah like that's not gonna be an opportunity for me and that kind of sucks so like, I, you
1: don't know that they could remake it who knows
4: they're never gonna fucking remake it
1: never say never andrew
4: look how long it took him to remake the most popular one <laughs> took 23 years
1: okay it's like went all out <laughs> yeah what? it took it's literally as old as
4: monty yeah <laughs> yeah it's like the game's not finished yeah it's, it's, like, it's like a tenth of the game Never say never. That Andrew. cost six hundred dollars to play the whole thing, <laughs> and Andrew. getting his Final Fantasy
0: um, IX remake on his deathbed. <laughs> let me,
3: let me just get married to someone. Let me just infiltrate Square Enix, marry someone, and fix that for you. you. Shuhei's son.
4: Thank you.
1: Shuhei doesn't. <laughs> Shuhei's <subs. laughs>
3: son. I'm just
4: out for, for all of oh, these no, developer just, sons. Yeah, I was, I was... It's Namora. You find Namora.
1: Namora's son.
3: <laughs>
0: oh if my god you, then i can take over kingdom hearts
4: oh god that's exactly <sighs> what we
3: need it's great i want to have a bachelor-esque show and it's just all the developer sons. <laughs> so
4: we've them. got Fujima, we've got namora we gotta have miyamoto <laughs> there's a uh, david cage
1: Oh my god, David Cage's son is going home day one. I don't
0: want to see what David Cage's <laughs> child looks like. Todd
4: Howard's kid. Uh,
3: no. Um. And the thing is I don't know whose son is who so it's kind of like a big brother situation. I'm pretty sure you can
4: figure out the white dudes are not Nomura.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the whole the show is going to start with Monty walking into the room and saying, okay, if you're white, go home. <laughs> Like the door is right
4: here, I'm holding it you, for you. You don't get a rose, there's no
1: rose. Actually, I, I love
3: the idea controller.
4: that we
0: purposefully invite them just so Monty can tell them to leave.
4: Yeah, it's a controller. It's it's, no,
1: right. no, it's not a controller, it needs to be something weirder. <laughs> what do you pass out?
4: A Joy-Con. A Joy-Con? Or a Wiimote.
1: I like a Wiimote, just like some super outdated. A Instead gilded
4: of- Wiimote.
2: Oh my god, Yes!
1: <laughs> I think this just turned Uh into (laughs) cool-down. this is falling apart quite completely. Uh, (laughs) okay, we needed to cool down. There were heated gaming moments were happening.
2: Uh, All right, I think...
4: I I think we mostly covered what we wanted to cover. Yeah, I
1: think that's a podcast. (laughs) Well, okay, so we have tweets from the community. Oh, yeah, we should talk about them. There's actually... There's four of them, and there's four of us. Do we just want to each read one? Yeah. E... Okay. I can I'll take the first one. Okay. <clears throat> Alright, so this one is from Glenn. Uh Glenn is the best.
4: Classic Glen. Classic Glenn.
1: Glenjamin. 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 Why does it say button? But that's gl- Glenjamin Glutton, and that's not good. Oh. That's not good yeah. at all. Um I don't know any other Benjamins. Just read the tweet. Okay. <laughs> uh from Glenn. <laughs> I always look for how systems or mechanics have been translated to the new release. I'm always interested in hearing coverage discuss if the mood slash feeling slash mechanics of the original game comes through in a remake, despite or sometimes because of the changes.
4: Interesting. I get that. I mean, yeah, I think that trying to translate to what Jessica said, like the tone, yeah, the tone, the message mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy VII, you want that intact. So, yeah, yeah.
2: Andrew, to take the next one.
4: Yes, because it's from Andrew by Roxas, my nobody. Um, I like to know exactly what's different and what is stayed the same.
3: Isn't he Latino?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's, ex- it's like, yeah, it would be exact opposite. Perfect. Yeah.
1: I thought you were saying, isn't Roxas Latino? And I was like, I don't, <laughs> sure. think, I don't think Roxas is Latino.
3: <laughs> Roxas can be a little Latino. He's a biracial. <laughs> He's
0: spicy white like me.
3: Yeah,
0: he,
1: he can be, cool. be a little Latino <laughs> as a treat.
4: All right. Anyway, I like to know exactly what is different and what has stayed the same. Also, what improvements have been made to the gameplay and visuals. Also, if there was anything that was problematic with the original that they decided to fix or leave in the game, Catherine full-bodied.
2: Yeah, I was going to (laughs)
0: say,
1: Atlas. Yeah, right. Yeah, just as a company in general. Yeah. Do you ever just think about Atlas and just like...
4: I think about our friend's dog, Atlas. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) i have to like
0: truly stop myself from thinking about atlas so i don't
2: lose my mind yeah all
4: right who wants to take the next one
2: uh can i read yes
4: yeah i don't know can you cool
2: uh (laughs) you know andrew
3: (laughs) shut up all right so this is from jack Uh, I basically treat remakes as brand new games, so I look for the same coverage as any new release. I don't really think of remasters as new games, more like a new edition of a game. That being said, if I've never played it, I'd still want just as much info as if it was a new release. I can agree with that. Like, this is with me with the remasters that I was playing now, because, like, now I have PS4. Now I'm trying to broaden out from indie games. And, like seeing remasters and it being talked about like a new game is really nice for me because it feels like i'm getting a part of the
1: hype and it feels really nice what's funny is whenever monty said i'm trying to broaden out from indie games i just felt like the recoil of like caitlin's twitch from colorado
2: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm not selling out! Y'all know what I mean. I'm just trying to understand what the fuck you guys are talking about when you guys play these no, games. No,
4: no,
2: I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Monty, you know? all I want to yeah. say is welcome. Uh, I don't! Ew! <laughs>
1: no! Next year, next year uh, Monty's gonna be like, so what's everybody's game of the year list? So Grand Theft Auto 6 looks pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: god i'm gonna come in and like a legend of zelda like t-shirt that's been worn for like four years um baggy <laughs> pants and like really chunky ugly
1: sneakers listen, and be like hey
2: guys what's up
1: listen if we if we have a pax panel this year if pax happens can all of us wear game t-shirts and blazers
2: yes <laughs> oh my god like all of us have to yeah. wear a
1: game t-shirt and a blazer yes
4: I'd wear crop tops.
3: Oh, my God. I'm going to wear the, the beige, like, the, the beige cargo shorts that have too many pockets. Yes. And you know how, like, they don't know, they don't know that you're not supposed to put beige cargo shorts in the dryer because the pockets will start flipping <laughs> up. I know it's always happened to someone where, like, the corners of the pockets just flip up. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to wear.
1: That's so specific. I love it. Uh, I also wanted to add in as a side note right now. Uh, Kayla was originally going to be on the podcast, but Kayla ended up being busy tonight. Uh, and Kayla on this would have been a treat. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, BB are the last one. He is.
0: Okay. Um, so this is from Sean. And he says, for both, I look for the usual, quote unquote, normal game coverage, but also what's new or changed from the previous one. Hmm. Sure. Seems
4: so a lot fair. of people are really interested in like what's changed, what's new, which I get.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of I think I talked earlier about like I want to know, I want like the the what's changed in the overall review, mm-hmm. and then I want like the featurey stuff because I'm me. Mm-hmm. But I think that the first like, not I don't know, I don't mean this in any sort of elitist weird way, but I think like the consumer, like like what the consumers want, <laughs> what the people <laughs> want, what the sheeple want. What the she- I was just about to say, what the sheep will want. What the oh uh is is like you guys are so gross <laughs> is but like is Her you know is the, nice. the the like what's changed and overall review
2: yeah
1: <clears throat> so i think that's that's very very solid foundation like if your site's covering it like people are gonna want that like that's your foundation you know you can you can put that out people will read it
3: i think something really interesting um to look forward to is um new devs so to- as you can tell, I'm a dev slut. Um, I'm sorry, I think what? something that's really nice. <laughs> that's, that's the name of my is... show. <laughs> I um, I really like to see if they brought any new devs that worked on other stuff. If they brought any old devs from the original. Um, if they want to collaborate with new ideas, um, I think that's also something really fun to look yeah. forward to.
1: Absolutely, that's a good point. Uh Andrew is I think he's done with the podcast. He's currently we the lights on our desk that change colors for streaming, he is now strobing them. <laughs> <laughs> the room is flashing different colors, so I think that means that we're done. I
4: didn't know you could do that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: right. The room is flashing, so it's, it's time is up. Jessica took the room
4: me.
1: I did take All the right.
0: <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for us this time. Jess. Where can the people find you?
1: Uh people can find me uh as the host of Dev Slut, the Monty uh, <laughs> <laughs> television romance uh only on ABC <laughs> every every Thursday night at 8 PM
2: Uh God <laughs> uh,
1: I'm on Twitter at Jessica's um I was gonna say Jessicaogs.com. That's not how Twitter works. Uh just Twitter at Jessicogs. I uh post what I'm working on there so yeah that's where I am and Monty
3: um you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at friedmonty
0: and special guest Andrew
4: (laughs) you can find me in my rave (laughs) office just vibing with my (laughs) lights um no you can find me on Twitter at cogs the well
0: and you can find me on Twitter at cg and 8 ours. Peleron is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on Twitter at uppercutcrit and Instagram at Uppercut underscore Crit and UppercutCrit.com. If you want to hang out with the Uppercut crew, join our Discord. The link is in the episode description. And if you like the show, please be sure to re-interview it on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hey, y'all. So, uh, you probably saw our whole EGM fund thing, That was pretty wild. Um, Because of that, we have a lot of new Patreon producers, so I have to redo our list for this episode. So I'm going to do that right now. Uh, Huge shout out and thanks to Abnormal Mapping Adept7777, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Andrew Rivera, Andrew Sherman, Barrett Courtney, Chris Nelson, Colton Crow, DJ Kento, Eli Berg Moss, Eric Jinn, Eric Sapp, GameCrashCo.UK, Jenny Wu, Jared Shu, Jv Gwaltney, Jesse Peterson, Jesse Vitelli, Cam Koenig, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Matthew Flowers, Michael Diaz Suarez, Mikey Phillips, Numeir Osman Alamine. Optional objectives: Phil Villar, Quinton Hoffman, Sean Martin, and Tyler McCall. Thank you all so much for your support. Um, this past week has been really wild and unreal and we could not have done any of it without you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. All right. Bye.
4: Hi everyone. I'm Andrew.
1: Hi, I'm Marn.
4: This is the Argonauts podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far?
1: So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions
3: 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and This is My Milwaukee.
4: And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network.
1: And you can find us at ArgonautsPod.com.